0: You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday for worship at 830 or 1045. Find out more at asburybosier.org. Good morning. It's good to be with you on the second Sunday of Advent as we uh, meditate on on hope. Our scripture lesson today comes from Isaiah, the 11th chapter, beginning with the first verse. Uh, It's in your Bible and it hopefully will, will be on the screens. Let us hear the word of the Lord. A shoot shall come out of the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. The wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the lion and the fatling together and the little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp And the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Was that at all the... the, I missed the last verse. Well, you saw it. Okay, good. On that day the root of Jesse shall stand... As a signal to the peoples, the nation shall inquire of him and his dwelling shall be glorious. I'm really focusing on the beginning of the 11th chapter, so we're, we're, we're good. What else today? What else? Yeah, please. <coughs> please nothing. You know, it, it's just that, that time of the... You know, in, in seminary, we're taught when everything goes wrong, that means the Holy Spirit is moving in the room. So we'll just tell ourselves that today. Um, Tis the season, you know, we, we've, we have prepared our children for Christmas. Uh, in years past, we've done this. Uh, we, we, uh, they, we give them something they want, something they need, something to wear, and something to read. And thankfully, uh, since we've been doing this for the last couple of years, they now expect only four presents Uh, parents be warned, if you want to adopt this uh, tradition, something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read, be forewarned that the first year is going to be rough. (laughs) But but you have have to live into it. And we we ask them to do their Christmas lists in these four categories, and and they use language like, I hope I get a fill-in-the-blank this year for Christmas. And sometimes when we think about hope in this way, I hope I get a 50-inch visio, I, I hope I get a Xbox one. I hope <clears throat> Sometimes we think that this hope is an almost hope, but actually I'm not convinced. Over the next four weeks of Advent, we're going to be talking about the difference between an almost Christian and an altogether Christian based on John Wesley's sermon in 1741. And the difference between, and here, here's, my, here's my footnote, these are not where one group is in and the other is out, where one group is saved and the other is not. That is not the intention, it is not uh, uh, to, to offer guilt or shame when you realize, uh, oh my gosh, I'm an almost Christian, I'm not there. Think of it this way, uh, both the, the almost Christian and the altogether Christian are having a meal together. They are, they are served the same dish, though the almost Christian has a clothespin over his nose. They are both nourished by the meal, though only one of them appreciates and receives the flavor and appreciates the experience of the meal. So it's not that one is not nourished and the other is. It's just that the other understands the blessing and understands what God is offering. Last week we talked about uh, the difference between an almost peace and an altogether peace and, and the root of that is is desire, right? <clears throat> the almost peace is like sending someone a get well soon card. The altogether peace is like sending the get well card but also praying that they get well. Or in almost peace, we were on the heels of Thanksgiving, so an almost peace is just a lack of conflict. You sit over there, you sit over there and let's just have turkey altogether peace is the desire, the desire for reconciliation and harmony and becoming one. Hope, on the other hand, hope is a bit tricky. It needs more than just desire to move into an altogether kind of place. It, hope, is, hope is tricky, not only because it's only mentioned once in the Gospels. Did you know this? We talked about this uh, many moons ago when we were talking about the marks of hope. The word that is translated as hope is only mentioned once in the Gospels, and in a peculiar context, do not lend money in the hope of getting it back. Luke chapter 6. That's the only mention of the word that is translated hope. But it's also tricky because hope is a bit of a paradox. Hope is both passive and active at the same time. And this is quite beautiful. On the one hand, hope is quite passive. For example, this week uh, I I asked the Facebook hive mind uh, to complete the sentence, I am hoping for fill-in-the-blank this holiday season. I'm hoping for blank this holiday season. I do. I, I use holiday for the holy days of Advent and Christmas. That's okay to use the word holiday, right? I am hoping for, and did you know what the number one response was? I am hoping for peace was the number one response. And at first blush, I thought, no, but we did peace last week. That doesn't help me at all prepare for this sermon. But I find it fascinating that hope in particular gets out of the way. Hope can be the catalyst to light the other candles. I am hoping for peace. I am hoping for love. I am hoping for joy. You can't be piecing for joy. You see what I'm saying? Hope Gets out of the way and in some senses is passive to allow the other candles to shine. Hope is like light in this sense. The whole point of light is to illuminate everything but itself. If that were not the case, in other words, you take a flashlight or a torch, it's a British word for, okay, you take a flashlight and you use the flashlight to illuminate everything but the flashlight, what happens if you stare at the flashlight itself? You actually become blind. The point of light, light is very passive in the sense, the point of light is to illuminate everything but itself, and hope does the same thing. We see this kind of hope in the birth narrative of Jesus. The angel appears in the sky and says, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people, to you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. And then the angel is surrounded by a multitude of angels singing praises to God. Glory to God on the highest heaven and on earth. Peace among those whom he favors. But then, but then the angels leave. The angels get out of the way. And the shepherds go with haste to Bethlehem. And then they tell everything that they experienced. They then tell their story. The angel could have gone to the manger to celebrate. The angels could have gone to the palace. The angels could have gone to every city and hamlet in the entire region, but they didn't. They announced it to the shepherds and then they got out of the way. And they allowed the shepherds the bottom rung of the economic ladder in the ancient world. They allowed the shepherds to tell their story. That's what hope does. Hope gives voice to those who have not had their voice heard. Hope allows the powerful to get out of the way so that those for whom Christ died, those for whom Christ was born, can tell their story That's what hope does. How often were the shepherds given an opportunity to tell their story? How often were the shepherds given an opportunity to be heard? Did the shepherds, the night shift workers of the ancient world, did they ever get an audience? And the audience that they were given was the holy family itself. That's what hope does. It gets out of the way. But this is where the paradox Begins As passive as hope seems to be, getting out of the way takes great work. Imagine if your prayer is, I am hoping to have a meal today. I am hoping to have a roof over my head someday. I am hoping to finally be well enough to search for a job. Being an altogether Christian fundamentally means that we trust in God, but that trusting means that we plan and we till and we plant and we nurture so that we can create an environment of hope, so that we can create an environment in which God's justice can be made known. Think about light. Again, for a moment, hope is like light. We do not create the light. God creates the light. But sometimes this light can only be seen through the cracks. Sometimes we have it shuttered. So we must open the shutters. Sometimes those shutters open easily. Sometimes those shutters take a lot of elbow grease to get them open so that the light can shine. And sometimes, sometimes, frankly, the shutters have to be torn down and busted apart. Sometimes hope can only be seen through the cracks. Sometimes we must dismantle the systems of the world that keeps God's light shuttered from those who need to see it the most. When passivity, getting out of the way, and this activity of being angels. Do you recognize this? When the angels announced to the shepherds, angel means messenger of God. So when the angels announced to the shepherds, and then the shepherds announced to the family, the angels gave birth to angels. The shepherds then became angels. Hope gives birth to hope. Angels gave birth to angels. When we go out into the world and tear down the shutters that are blocking out God's light, we too become messengers of God and stewards of hope. When passivity getting out of the way and activity come together, hope is fulfilled. Hear these words from the prophet Ezekiel. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley, and it was full of bones. He led me all around them, and there were, there were many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, mortal, can these bones live? I answered, "O oh, Lord God, you know. And as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Passivity, getting out of the way to recognize that it is God who gives life to the bones. But then hope is very active because the Lord said, go and prophesy to those bones Reveal God to them. And when this passivity and this activity come together, hope is fulfilled. And this is the paradox. Hope is faith in things unseen. Yet the more that we trust in God's fidelity, our hope is diminished. Not because our vision is cloudy or confused, But because like Ezekiel seeing fleshed dry bones, we see precisely what God in Christ has come to accomplish. And that is the paradox. We hope that one day we no longer need hope. Because we will see the justice that is rolling down like waters. And we will see the righteousness that will be like an ever-flowing stream. Hope is eschatological, and now you can win Jeopardy. Eschatological means the end of time. Hope always shifts us and points us into the future. But with God, with God, this hope is certain. And maybe you missed it, but do you hear how certain Isaiah is at the beginning of the chapter? A shoot shall come from the stump of Jesse. A branch shall go out of its roots. The spirit of the Lord shall be upon him. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist. The wolf shall live with the lamb and the little child shall lead them. Those bones, those dry, dead bones of humanity shall live. They will have flesh upon them. And that flesh that surrounds the dry bones of our humanity is Christ Himself. And altogether, hope sometimes gets out of the way and illuminates the other candles. It gives up its own authority so that the voice of the other is heard. It also propels us into breaking apart the sin and systems that shutter God's light. And altogether hope is fulfilled when God's vision becomes our action within the world. May this be our job to offer hope. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and sovereign Lord, you who can take dry bones and offer them life, you who calls us to sit with one another, you who calls the powerful to get out of the way, you who calls us to be stewards of hope, for those who consider themselves to be shepherds, may we give birth to angels. May we be great ushers of your hope so that Christ, this light of the world, both humble and the one with all power and authority, shall be revered and worshiped and accepted and praised. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We prepared